When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you're listening to this. I'm Taylor Haas. Welcome to another episode of Podcasts on Fifth Ave. Normally, I'm joined by Danny Shirey, our other Penguins writer at DK Pittsburgh Sports. Danny, unavailable this week. Uh, I believe he's taking some time to binge watch Keenan and Kel <laughs> in past episodes with us. Um, so instead of taking the week off, I figured I'd, I'd look for someone to sign to a PTO to, to join us as a, as a co-host for, for this week. Um, very pleased to be joined by a uh, former captain of the Cornell hockey team, went on to play in the East AHL for your wheeling nailers, as well as Atlanta, Manchester, Rapid City, Indy, overseas in what, Sweden, Slovakia, Denmark, most recently, a point-per-game all-star in Japan and Asia League. Uh, Alex Ratter, thank you for joining us. How are you doing? And how's that intro? Wow, that was amazing. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm honored and to be I, here, Taylor. And I didn't even mention what the penalty shot goal at uh, MSG. <laughs> <laughs> I get made fun of that more than anything ever. It's yeah. hilarious. It's like everyone at school would just love to be like, oh, did you ever get a penalty shot? And I'm like, come on. <laughs> Career highlight. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it was it was one of them. But yeah, playing for the Nailers, I actually I, that's like one of my main like sticking points when people are like, oh, you play hockey? I was like, yeah, I played for the Wheeling Nailers, and I don't know if that's because yeah. of Biz or whatever, but every everyone knows who the Nailers are. Absolutely, yeah. We'll uh, we're gonna talk about some uh, just general hockey stuff this episode or a Penguins podcast. We'll get into the Penguins, but I mean the the, the big news in the NHL this week it has to be Jordan Bennington. <laughs> I, I don't know. You call them tantrums and antics. I feel like this is like the fourth or the fifth thing this season alone he's he's gotten into. So it ha- happened earlier this week. St. Louis, they're playing Minnesota. So it it started. The Blues are up three to one. The Wild scored three, you know, quick ones on Bennington to take the lead. He he challenged the Minnesota bench, and that alone, I'm like, this is hilarious. Like peak Bennington, but then it got worse. Um, so the Blues did tie it back up, and then Minnesota's Ryan Hartman, um, he scored. And as he's celebrating, he, like, clips Bennington's pads, and that was all it took. Bennington, the the live angle of it is so funny, just Bennington coming to the frame, sucker-punching Ryan Hartman. Um, <laughs> and then Flurry challenging him to a fight. Bennington got tossed. And then it, Grice coming in, Goligoski promptly scores – on a on a breakaway, Goligoski of all people. One uh, <laughs> well, part of it, Bennington, as he's getting tossed, he's like hyping the crowd up like an absolute clown. And then you know when Goligoski scores, he does that like the little yeah. uh, thing to mock him. Just, just what did you think of this? And how robbed were we that the refs did not let Flurry like <laughs> Bennington? Well, well, yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, there's so much to unpack here, but mm-hmm. uh, I think it's so important too to note that I think. Didn't Hartman have like a pretty either a breakaway? Yeah, Hartman had a breakaway in the first, and Bennington like actually mm-hmm. made a really good save. He just like snagged him, and I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah. Bennington like he's having a bad year, but he looks better." And then just straight just plummets. Yeah, it, 
I I wish so bad we could have seen Flurry actually fight him. I, there's no more like I guess polarizing like on opposite sides. Like how Flurry is universally loved, and Bennington is he like one of the best villains in the NHL at this point? Would you say? Well, well it's hilarious because isn't he like? six feet tall like it would have been a, and like a good goalie fight just in the sense that they're like similar heights you know like yeah. and they're small like it's not like we got like pecorine going after somebody yeah i feel like flurry's pure like chaotic energy would have given him like a little edge there but yeah. like bennington he's a villain but i think bennington in his head thinks that he's like ron hextall or like patrick <laughs> Watt, like you know in their peaks when they're you know getting into it like but bennington he just—it's like he's a—he just comes off as a baby, does he not? Yeah, well, he—he's looking for it. He's always going yeah. into these things like looking for it, and even this could be a hot take, but I kind of thought he—he he saw Hartman coming, you know, because like however the goal happened, and then he kind of pushed his foot, you know, like his pad kind of extends, and Hartman like you can—you can't even call it a clip, like it was barely. <laughs> barely even touched him and he thought about it too but things like oh we're down five four i might as well just go crazy yeah and yeah flurry so flurry was mic'd up for that game what a treat like minnesota they posted the the clip and flurry even says like you know he's pleading with the with the ref as the ref is holding him back he's like yeah. look this guy you just got trying to fight all the time like yeah <laughs> give him one yeah, and Flurry, Flurry, he's also like, no, it'll be good, it'll be, it'll be good, like it'll be fun. Like, I, I love this. <laughs> but I mean, you, you go back when, when, when he was challenging the the Minnesota bench after um, allowing the three quick ones. Right away, you know, Biddington. At that point, he's already rattled. It would be so easy to get him off his game. At that yeah, point. Is I that don't right? know why why he does that. Like you were saying, he's done it a few times this year, and it's like it. It's just what do you, like what are you doing? You have one job. Like just stop the puck. That's like all you got to do. Well, and that's what Barube said. Like his coach, you know, one of the last, you know, his big moments this season it was in Pittsburgh. Um, so the it was it was a dirty. He clotheslined Jason Zucker. He's behind the net. Oh, Jason yeah, Zucker. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. You know, and he sticks out his blocker. Very dangerous. Zucker got hurt, went to the locker room. Um, Penguins score a couple in the meantime. Zucker does come back. Zucker ultimately scores the goal that gets Bennington <laughs> chased. Um, and then, but then as Bennington's, um, you know, he's, he gets pulled. As he's leaving the ice, he's challenging the Penguins bench. He's like running his mouth the whole time. And Zucker, I, I still see the gif on Twitter on like a daily basis of Zucker just like, shrugging at him <laughs> uh, like not not giving into it but i mean after that game and at that point bennington's already out of, out of the game in, in pittsburgh Barube said um i have the quote he said it's got to stop it doesn't help anything it's just play goal stop the puck yeah and i mean yeah. at this point Bennington in pittsburgh he's done but in um in the St. Louis Minnesota game, he wasn't getting yanked. He got himself thrown out of the game <laughs> they lost yeah. i think the final score was like eight five yeah, I mean, that, that's actually a good point, too. I wonder I wonder if he just wanted out, you know? Maybe he just, like, didn't want to play anymore. Yeah, well, it, it, it's like, it, had he not gotten him... Because, like I said, you know, he gets he gets tossed. Grice comes in. Goligoski scores on a breakaway. And then, you know, things... Uh, you know, uh, just keep goal, by the way. Well, since, when, did, <laughs> when did backhand five-hole come back into the league? I thought that, like, took a hiatus for a couple years. How how old is Goligoski at this point? He he played for the Penguins like I was gonna say he was a good Penguin. Yeah, yeah. He's he's still got it. You you give those uh, shut down D men some puck time. 
They could do anything. Yeah, but I mean, if if Bennington doesn't have his little hissy fit and get himself tossed, maybe he stays in the game, uh, and maybe Minnesota yeah. doesn't win eight to five. Like his teammates have yeah. to be sick of him, do they not? That's I was thinking the same thing, and then I wonder if it's kind of like an ego thing because he didn't play in the coast for that long. But I wonder, like he had a pretty steep rise, you know, like he was like zero to. NHL playoff can, you know, but he, he didn't win the consmite, right? O'Reilly won the consmite. He was. Yeah. And I remember he was what the runner up, he was the runner up for, what was it? The Calder his year. And I remember he okay. was like, he had, yeah, he had so like, you know, he's going zero to hundred so quick. And then now the blues are kind of like declining. So yeah, his, his head must just be in a blender. Yeah. They have, I think it's four guys left from the 2019 team. And one of them, was wow. the one that, that he, had, he hadn't even been around the whole time. I can't remember who it was, but they traded him and then reacquired him. So, okay. yeah. The Blues, oh, like, oh, Sammy Blay. Yeah, yeah. And, um, I mean, yeah, the Blues, they're not in a good situation. If you're claiming Kasperi Kapanen off waivers, uh, like, that's going to help you. That's not... That's <laughs> there was somebody who was in the league, one of the GMs this year, right? They were like, you know, just just acquiring high picks, you know? That's all you're doing, right? He Was he a first-rounder, Kasperi Kapanen? Yeah, and... I mean, the last first round pick of the, that the Penguins have drafted was played for the. Well, no, Sam Poulin played played a couple games, okay. but for a while, Kapanen yeah. was like the last. You know, yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. took him in 2014. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, wow. yeah, first yeah, almost, round pick. Almost a decade ago. The, pen, the Pens, they don't need it. Sidney Crosby is an ageless worker. <laughs> he is. Well, I mean, I mean we'll, we'll probably get into Penguins talk too, but um, like that's what. People talking about like the the first round picks, uh, absolutely trade them away because like they're not going to help you now. Um, yeah. If you use your first round pick, like you know the Penguins held on to it. I mean, I guess they could still trade it like before the draft, but whoever you pick with that first round pick, by the time that player makes the NHL, if he does, and if it's for the Penguins, Malkin is going to be on like a fishing boat somewhere in Florida, totally <laughs> out of the game. Crosby's going to be yep. doing who knows. Crosby's probably still going to be around, but <laughs> the Penguins are going to be so bad. You might as well just trade your picks. Um, yeah. Not do this. You got to get a get bad and got to get bad fast. Not do this like halfway thing. That I guess yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, did, to go back to the Blues, yeah, like, if, if they want to be doing the get bad quick thing, they're doing it the right way. Because mm-hmm. they're just, I hate to speak ill of them, but yeah, they're really, they got old so fast, and, you know, just the goaltending isn't there, and, you know, it's it's a tough league. Yeah. Uh, Bennington, I did mention, he did get suspended two games for his little antics. Uh, the yeah. Blues and the Wild do play each other one more time this season. I'm going to be looking forward to that, just to oh, just see absolutely. how that plays out. Oh yeah. yeah. Wait, did, did we ever get official like statement from the refs on why it was broken up or like any expert official rulings? Mm, no, but I, I just, cause when was the last time we've seen a legitimate goalie fight in the NHL? I, I think, so this came up with Casey DeSmith when the Penguins were in uh, Florida a couple games ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Zucker, Ran into Bobrovsky. Like, Bobrovsky came out to play the puck. Zucker hit him. Bobrovsky is down. Bobrovsky got right up, went after Zucker. And Bobrovsky is on top of Zucker. Now, the only... If you're a skater, you can't, you can't fight Bobrovsky. Casey was... You know, he said afterwards he was thinking about coming down there mm-hmm. and challenging Bobrovsky, but he said the officials held him back. And then... He said he th- he said he thinks that there's like like a league um, like directive to the officials like don't let goalie fights happen. Yeah, like that can make sense. 
Yeah, which is just too bad because because <laughs> that's what everybody wants to see. Right. We've and I feel like we've got a couple in like the AHL recently, or like we almost got one. Um, mm-hmm. ECHL may still happen. We only just had one. Well, yeah. Um, was that was, was that when Brad Barone was the goalie for the Nailers? Yeah, just a couple games ago, he got beat bad. Like it wasn't a good fight at all. He's, but, he's not a big guy, but he's he's a phenomenal human being, Brad Barone. Let me tell you, I love that guy. Not a great fighter. Uh, <laughs> you know, he just stops the puck. That's his thing. You know, maybe maybe him and Bennington could train together and form, you know, form some kind of mega goalie, you know, just one who stops the puck and one who has the antics. Exactly. We're going to we're going to take a break now. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about role changes and uh, a bunch of other stuff around the league. So stay with us. Quoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, and we are back. And now, when I when I texted you to try to get you to, to fill in on the the podcast for me, one of the first things you said, you're like, "Oh, actually, we got to talk about plus minus." I have a theory, and I was like, "All right, I'm I'm intrigued." And then we got to talk about it, and it's we're, so we're going to use this segment. We're going to talk about rule changes that we'd make or changes to stats, stuff like that. If if we were in charge, and what's your what's your plus minus theory? I I have some hot takes on plus minus, <laughs> mainly because. This year in the Asia League, they just do every situation as if it's the same. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if there's other leagues that do that. I mean, I think I think in the old days that's how it was. But then I, I forget whenever the NHL modernized it. But yeah, like I have to go plus this year because I'm just soaking minuses on the PK yeah. all the time. But but actually, it kind of got me thinking, Taylor. There's an empty net goal. You know, everyone gets a plus, everyone gets a minus, but it's six on five and it doesn't go against the goalies goals against. Mm-hmm. So then how does that even, you know, that's why I, I hate it. Yeah. So that, so when we were talking, talking about this, I, I like looked into it. So there, there's a stat. Um, I, I don't know where you'd even like find it, like the actual results of it, or like, I don't think you'd see it on the NHL. But it's just something people have come up with called situational plus minus, where it is like like what you said, you get it whether, you know, all, all situations, but it's weighted. So it's not going to be an even number. And basically, it's like the you divide it by like the number of players on the ice. So if it's like a, um, like a six on five or like a power play. You know, it's a plus, but it's not like as much of a plus. But like, if you switch uh, four-handed, then that's like more of a plus. Would that not make more sense? That would be sweet. Like, if you score a shorty when you're five on three, okay. you get like plus almost two. Yeah. That would be pretty impressive. Yeah, I, I mean, Joel, I mean, the stat. Even if we're waiting it, plus minus in general, kind of sucks. Like, I because he doesn't really tell you anything. I like. 
um, like a lot of like advanced stats, like on ice stuff like that. It'll it'll be written in like percentages. Like it tells you a little more, um, or like rates. Rates are is the big thing because yeah. like a plus minus. So what, you're just talking about the age of league. Your your plus minus this year was zero. That like when you're out there, is it just like totally low event hockey? Nothing's happening, or are you like <laughs> scoring every shift? But you're also like a huge liability. I don't know. You're a zero. Wow. Yeah. Well, when, when you put it that way, that wow, that is that makes me really rethink my entire hockey career in a nutshell. But, uh, <laughs> you're you're right. Yeah. Plus minus. It it isn't that indicative, but I think it, by the end of the year, it's usually pretty cool. Like when you see someone, mm-hmm. I don't even know who. Is it McDavid? No, McDavid's not even that much plus. It's probably like, well, it's you know who it is off the top. Yeah, do you know who it is off the top of your head? No, but I mean, a lot of times it's also like defensemen who just are out there a lot. Um, I feel yeah, like, but like, it, that's, I don't know. I feel like it's usually a crazy, you know, it's someone you not that you wouldn't expect, but it's just mm-hmm. more like, wow, like that's a pretty interesting, like you know, stat to see. Yeah, whenever like I. Um, yeah, I, I use rates primarily when I'm yeah. using like an advanced stat, like shots, um, shot attempts, Goal, goals at sixty. Yeah, no, that that's what it is because I feel like that gives you a better idea of what's actually yeah. happening and like the frequency at which something's happening. Because, like you said, like zero, you know, it, it could be totally low event hockey, or it could be like crazy in either direction. It could be like complete opposite ends, and you really. You really don't know. <laughs> well, not not to get off topic, but you know, I need I need to plug the, the grits a little bit. My Japanese <laughs> team, you know, when when we win, we would win. You know, we have yeah. so a couple five one wins, some five two domination. You know, I'm, I'm plus three or four. Everything's great, but then when we lose, like we we knew how to lose. Unfortunately, we had a couple <laughs> seven to one, nine two. You know, it's it's tough to say plus in that environment, but okay. I have, I do have, I pulled up the plus minus. If I told you what team they were from, do you think you could guess that there's the, sorry, I should rephrase three of the top four are from the same team. And if I told you the team, do you, you could think you could guess them Is it Boston. Yes. Well, cause Boston's like overall gold differential is like plus 100 and like everyone else, like the next closest few are like plus 50. I don't know if I could guess because I don't know, because like we're saying, like power play, I don't know, like who's scoring, how, who's scoring like even strength and who's scoring like, I haven't, I haven't seen a whole lot of Boston, but no, just, okay. just okay. give, us, give us the numbers. Who is it? All right. Yeah. It's, it's Humpus Lindholm is plus 41 in 66 games. I wouldn't have guessed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like I'm saying, there's a couple, usually oh, every year, the plus minus, you're like, wow. Who are the other Bruins? And then the other there? one is uh Grizzlick. Okay. And then Brandon Carlo. And then, wow, this one is totally... I didn't even, like, look at the... The third guy is Thomas Tatar okay. on the Devils. Yeah, like you said, Which, it's like, guys you wouldn't think of. Yeah, like, he's having he's having a good year. And for him to for him to only have... He has three power play points, but he has mm-hmm. 40 points. So, yeah, this guy, yeah, he's doing the work. So, uh, so my, my rule changes... I, I have I have two and they're kind of connected. Um, I like it. It's it's about challenging. What's you're allowed to challenge? Um, so mm-hmm. the, this is something. The first one is something that might happen. They talked about it. Um, I think the G it's the GM meetings that just happened, and you know Gary Bettman talks after. And something they're looking at is the ability to review high sticks like at the penalty and mm-hmm. potentially take it back. 
Um, right now, you can, if, if it's a double minor, you can re- review it, take it back to just a minor, but you can't take it back entirely with a review. I would like to see it be possible to review it and remove a penalty entirely. I feel like, because, you know, I, the last thing fans want are more reviews. But also, I feel like this is not something that comes up often enough that it's going to slow the game down. Because there are situations where, you know, two players come together and a player might jerk his head back and it looks like he got hit, but he really didn't get hit. And the, the one that comes to mind, I don't, I don't know if you saw it, the first game the Joseph brothers played against each other this season, um, P.O. Um, on the Penguins and then Matthew on Ottawa, they, they collide and then, at, you know, they come together and they both kind of jerk their head back and they both get high sticking penalties on each other. Um, but they, have, <laughs> you know, they get called for high sticking each other. But you go back and you rewatch the, the video P.O. absolutely did high stick Matthew, but it was P.O.'s own stick that hit, hit his own face. Matthew should not have gotten the penalty. <laughs> and like, you know, w- when it happens and they're getting taken to the box, they're both laughing about it, but then they re-show it on the video board and Matthew realizes he didn't actually high stick P.O. And he's pissed. And and P.O. Yeah. even admitted after the game, like, yeah, I hit myself in the face. Uh, <laughs> Matthew was still pissed after the game. He's like, that was not a penalty. That should not have been a penalty. But something like that. I mean, with that... Yeah. Well, especially gonna, the, like majors. Yeah. If you're going to review any kind of penalty, I feel like this is one that makes sense because it's something where it's an issue very infrequently. But yeah. Be, and, and it's all... And because it can contribute so big. Like if it's a high stick, it's usually a double minor. Yeah. And then if it's a major... what was What was that playoff game... Was it Vegas, San Jose a couple years ago where they were down like 5-1 or 4-1 and then they scored four on the five-minute major? That sounds that sounds right. Yeah, so that's yeah. that's something that I, I would like to see high sticks be reviewable. Um, yeah, I, I like that. Isn't Shouldn't there be, like, because they still have the situation room in Toronto, right, going over every goal? How do they not have situation room number two down the hallway, like, going over every penalty? Yeah, put them in, like, the clo- coat closet down the hallway, just... Well, you know, Gary's talking about all this revenue that we're, the NHL's making. Pay somebody, Gare. Come on. Cornell <laughs> alumni. You know, he knows how to spread it around. <laughs> um, so my, my other thing is re- related to, to challenges. So re- it used to be in the NHL that, you know, a coach challenges a goal. If you get it wrong, you lose your timeout. And then if you, so if, and then if you didn't have a timeout, if you, if you challenge a second one, you got it wrong, then it's a penalty. Right now, it's it, so they changed the rule a couple of years ago. Now it's a penalty every time if you get it wrong. Oh. Which, like, to, it, and the idea is obviously trying to reduce the number of challenges. But then I also feel like it's up the number of goals that count that shouldn't have counted because the penalty is too steep now. Like coaches are like so because. You know, if, yeah. if you challenge, you get it wrong. Not only does that goal count, but now you're on the penalty kill right away. After, yeah, that's a huge everyone, momentum shift. Everyone's rested too because everyone just sat through a video review and, you know, t- first unit guys yeah. are all ready. Sullivan talks about this constantly, how he, he hates the role. He's like said, like, you know, you should want get, to get it right. And if you get yeah. it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, the, the pe- when you lost a timeout, that's that's enough of a, I think a penalty, that's a deterrent losing your time yeah. out. 
especially, yeah. you know, if you're challenging a goal, it might be a close game. You might want that timeout, like in the third. Um, I don't know. I just like, I, I looking back the, it's, I mean, it's a Penguins goal that probably sh- it, that shouldn't have counted, but it was um, Josh Archibald scored. Uh, I can't remember which team it was against, but it, it was a couple games ago. But there were literally like three things that happened on the sequence that they could have challenged, and two of them probably would have gotten the goal back. It was like one, it looked like a high, the puck was played with a high stick before that was missed. Um, that one, I'm, I'm not quite so sure on. Um, and then Archibald when he was play, like just bef- just before the goal he um tries to put the puck like off the boards and like it bounces up but the bench door was open it went into the hinge which should be like it wasn't in the bench but it hit like the open hinge which would be yeah. out of play and it bounced right yep. back out to him and he played it that should that should take the the goal back and then he um it looked like so the puck. It was uh, it was a, he didn't shoot it. It was a def, it was a deflection, and it went off his hand, which is fine. But you can't punch it, and it looked like he might have punched it a little. And it was oh, it was the Islanders. It was the Islanders, and okay. um, Lane Lambert said after like they were looking at all of these things, and eventually like they just couldn't you know come to they didn't have a good view of the bench door one. That was that was. Uh. That was the the big one, but they were pretty sure. But you know, they they weren't going to risk it because what? Then you go right on the the penalty. Yeah. Case. Well, is is the onus on the the coach to be like, hey, I want you to? We're challenging for this reason, or is it kind of like you were yes. saying with Sullivan, where he's like, oh, you have to? Okay, because I I yeah. feel like he's like, hey, we're challenging, and then the league's like, okay, we're going <laughs> to see if this is a goal or not. So that's yeah, crazy no. that they have to like. It would have to be, yes. It, well, I feel like how often is there like a play where there's four different reasons? True. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is the first time in hockey history. Yeah, and, and Josh, it's Josh Archibald. He hasn't scored in so long, and I, I talked to him. I, t- I went up to Archibald like one on one after the game, and I, I specifically asked about the bench door thing. And he's like, "Well, it didn't actually go like into the door, so they could have challenged it. It's like it could have." It's like the they, like, they wanted. Inside. They thought about it. You're like, like Joshua. Do you know what they thought? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like he's like that wouldn't have come back, and I was like, it, it probably would have come back if they were to challenge it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's something that benefited the Penguins, just like Matthew Joseph uh, getting the 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 fake eye sticking call. But it's some. I I think you'd want to get the calls right, and I know that we we want to get the calls right, but I think we're also seeing a trend here that the league favors the Penguins. That's <laughs> that everyone we're seeing that as clear as day here. We should have uh, we should have mentioned at the beginning that you're a Rangers fan. You grew up a Rangers fan. Now, I don't I don't know if you watch. We're recording this on Friday. I don't know if you watched the game on Thursday. But how many power plays did the Penguins get in that game? Zero. <laughs> like you know, hey, yeah, like it's it's a, you know it's in this weird time. There's still like 15 games left. You know, Gary doesn't want everyone to know about the secret that the Penguins got you know favorable treatment. <laughs> Feels like a good time to We're going to wrap this segment up We're going to come back And we're going to talk about The Penguins for real So, so stick with us Welcome back And uh, so I'm, I'm in New York The Penguins They have a two game series here uh, Recording this on Friday The Penguins practice today So uh, no update on, on Jeff Petrie. Jeff Petrie's still being evaluated. We're going to, we're going to talk about that 
that play that injured him because I, 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 I've seen Penguins fans mad that there was no call. Like we said, the Penguins didn't get a single power play in that game. I don't think this is an instance of where a, a penalty was missed. Be- in, I, immediately when I saw it, I was like, okay, elbow, but then no. So what happened was Tyler Mott, he's in the corner. He's making a pass. They collide. His elbow does hit Petrie. And, you know, the, it's kind of like the high sticking rule. It's like where it's like you it, intent doesn't matter. You have to be in control of your elbow. But I think we're on the same page here that Petrie was kind Follow of. Through. Yeah, it's, it's a follow through. And then Petrie also was responsible for like the brunt of the collision. Was he not? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's a follow through. It's as clear as day. This is, you know, I, anyone that's going to give you grief for this on Twitter and, and come at you is insane because yeah like he's he's also charging in and like you know Mott's you know not that he's in a vulnerable position but he's in the corner and you're like okay he's gonna do something you know you can't just bum rush in there face first it looked like he was like okay I'm gonna put he looked like a skier it was hilarious (laughs) well and like he it it looked like I mean it's gotta be either you know it's upper body that's all we know it's gotta be either concussion or maybe even like I was thinking broken jaw just because like, if you look at where the elbow did make contact. So totally unfortunate. Big loss for the Penguins just because Petrie, I mean, one of their best uh, defensemen um, mm-hmm. on the right. And uh, there's options. I mean, Chad Roydel can get in. You can you can recall Mark Friedman if you put someone else on long-term IR. But definitely mm-hmm. a huge you know, step back from, from Jeff Petrie. But follow through. Yeah, I, mean, I think... Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, it's definitely a follow through. It's not, not, not so much the penalty thing. It's, yeah, it's just losing Petrie. I mean, maybe he doesn't have like, you know, as many points this year as he did in Montreal, but he's still, I feel like he produces night after night, right? He's always creating chances. Yeah. And I, I mean, a lot of, you know, there's a lot of thought that like he should be, right now he's on the second power play unit when he's healthy, Latang's on the first. When Latang was out for a while, um, Petrie was a guy who stepped up and, and I mean, the Penguins power play hasn't been great. Um, a while now it's so streaky but if it felt like it looked better when Petrie was on the top unit just because oh. he was getting you know so many more shots through than than Latang it seems yeah yeah yep. so, yep. I, I, I don't, I don't want to take the focus off of uh Petrie but yeah. what's up with Crosby just cranking one-timers from the right side <laughs> as if he's Alexander Ovechkin lefty what's <laughs> right. going on with that I mean yeah what that was his um uh, he had he had a crazy goal like that against Philly, like one of one of his one of his better goals. But yeah, no, he um, yeah, the one timers he did he did clinch. Um, he he got his eighty second point with uh with the assist too. So oh. he clinched a point per game season. He cannot fall below a point per game season. It's his eighteenth point per game season. So every year of his career, the only player with more in league history, Wayne Gretzky. Wayno. So, yeah, big uh. Wow. But it's wow. You said you have follow through stories. What? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I mean, yeah, back, back to Jeff. Big Jeff feature here. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel bad because also like any kind of mouth injury in hockey is just the worst, you know, because mm-hmm. your, your gums swell up, like it's harder to talk, like your AI, everything is just terrible. But funny story, uh, when I was playing in Wheeling, same thing, it's like an empty net, I'm going to shoot and like I get hooked from behind. And so like on my follow through, there were two guys kind of chasing me. And so like my stick kind of goes flying and I literally nailed Jack Riley, who was on Redding at the time in the, in the face, loses tooth. And then so funny at that trade deadline, we both end up going to rapid city. And mm-hmm. so like, I'm like, Oh, Hey man, nice to meet you. He's like, yeah, you, you could cost me a tooth. And I was <laughs> like, Oh, sorry, man. Was, 
was that the trade deadline where you got traded like four times in a day? <laughs> yes. Thank you for yeah. reminding me. Well, yes. I, so what's the story with that? Uh, long story short is, uh, the Manchester Monarchs. Oh, no, sorry. The Wheeling Nailers owed the Manchester Monarchs a player. So like a week before the trade deadline, they claim me. So I'm like, you know, the new guy in Manchester. And then that was kind of when like the Kings weren't doing so well. So the Kings sent down uh, Bokanji Imama and Matt Icapelli down to the coast. And then so we had like all these lefties and the trade deadline comes up and okay, like, hey, you know, we've only had you for a little bit. We kind of, you know, we got to move you. So then I actually got traded for this guy, Steven Falkovsky, who was on an NHL contract. He was like a huge Russian D-man. So that was kind of cool. But then I got traded to Allen and they weren't making playoffs. So then they flipped me again to Fort Wayne and then Fort Wayne, same thing immediately. They were, they even told my Manchester coach, they're like, yeah, we don't, we don't need him. We're going to flip him again. So then I ended up in rapid city and I was like, Oh my God, I'm just like sitting there every, I just get a text like every hour. Like, Oh, you got traded somewhere else. You got traded again. You got traded again. <laughs> and you're in rapid city right now. After your wow, full circle. After your Japanese season ended, so why why are you in Rapid City? <laughs> Unfortunately, I broke my nose playing, and I honestly, I kind of think it was this Falkowski guy because I broke it when I was playing here in 2019, and when he was on the Allen Americans, and they were they had like four or five enormous defensemen like him, uh, Matt Register. Just, you know, they're always tough to play against. But yeah, so I broke my nose. And I've just kind of been putting it off. And then this year, we didn't make playoffs in, in Japan. So I was like, okay, this is a good time to go to Rapid, spend my 10 days, get this nose nice and pretty. It's like <laughs> a rite of passage, I think, for a hockey player to just get like a nose job or not a nose job, but get it fixed. <laughs> How did I get broken? Right? <laughs> it was not a follow through, but it was kind of a similar thing with the Jeff Petrie. Honestly, yeah, like I was like kind of on the forecheck and the the D like reversed it. And then that guy kind of like reverse hit me. And I was like, well, I was just like kind of not expecting it and just kind of got blown up by one of these ginormous people. And I was like, Oh God. Wow. Go out. But it's all better. Um, but speaking of big Jeff's big Jeff Carter has not been great this season to say the least. Um, probably problem number one. And we've been over Like, I feel like every week on this podcast, we're, they're, they don't have options to move him out because full no movement clause, you can't send him down, you can't trade him without his consent. I don't think he's going to consent to a trade at this point in his career. He, he uprooted his family. They're in Pittsburgh. And you just think of the teams that even have the cap space for him. Like a team like Arizona, Jeff Carter going to waive his no movement clause to go to Arizona? No. So we got to stop talking about that. He's also on a 35-plus contract because his contract is front-loaded, which means... If he retires, there's no cap relief. If he retires early, he has a year left on his contract. And then um, there's zero cap relief to be gained from a buyout. Like normally, you know, you buy out a player. There's a there's a yeah. calculator formula where, you know, it's spread out over double the yeah. length. Doesn't happen. Nope. If he gets bought out, you can buy him out, but you're still paying him in full next year. It's just like you'd be paying yeah. him to go away, which, you know, some people say like maybe that's not such a bad thing. But the point is, the only place that Jeff Carter can be moved is to the press box as a hockey scratch. But Oof. so, you know, we were, we were talking about this before we started recording about like, how would that even happen? Because 
you need someone to play center. And the Penguins really don't have a whole lot, you know, trade technically. Granlin. 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 Granlin seems to be really the, the best option. So Nick Benino's hurt right now. When Nick Benino comes back, maybe we see this happen. Because the only guy right now who's play, who's not playing center but can play center um, is Ryan Paling. Ryan Paling's on the left wing. Ryan Paling hasn't been too great at center when he's played center. So I think mm-hmm. you'd prefer to keep him on the wing. But when Benino comes back, that that I think, and you could you could keep Granlin at center, and then maybe shift Jeff Carter to wing or put him in the press box. I don't think that's going to happen. But if you, you know, sh- I, I like to think that Jeff has some intangibles. You know, he's a good locker room presence. I'm sure, calming influence on the ice. Okay, but see, this is what you know. The Penguins go out and trade for Nick Benino, and it's like, did they really need this? And Brian Burke, after, you know, he goes on, like, the Wilkes-Barre broadcast, and he says, you know, like, he's a good, you know, veteran locker and presence and the intangibles and all that. But this is the oldest team in the league. Do they? Need, this is not like a team of rookies and Jeff Carter's, you know, keeping them, like, together. And yeah, they, focused. This is a team with Crosby, Malkin, Latang, Gensel, and Rust are, are, you know, they're not young. This is not a team that, like, they need Jeff Carter's veteran presence. but. True. One big thing that's keeping Jeff Carter in the lineup is his ability to take face-offs and win face-offs. I, 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 off the top of my head, I don't know what his, his numbers are, but it's somewhere around like 58, 59%, which okay. is not a small... Real good. That's Yeah. He's, he's like top gr- 10 in the league when you sort for... Like, when you like add like an ice time, like minimum yeah, ice Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's I mean, Granlin was doing. Granlin's fifty-two at his time in in Pittsburgh, so that's pretty good. Yeah, see, that's the thing because you know you, you bring him in like they say, like okay, he can play center, but I feel like they bring him in, they primarily see him as a wing. But okay. you know, just you know, but with the Nick Benino injury, we've seen Granlin have to play um, center, and and he's he's been good at it, like you said. Um, you know, the face-offs, he had the one game where he was um, like 12-0, and 0, but then he'll have a game like I, last night, I think he was like 2-8. and eight. Um, Yeah, and it, re- I, it really just depends, you know, like, I mean, you know, it just depends on the matchup sometimes, you know, like, especially like he's not the biggest guy. So if he's going to win kind of trying to be quick, like it t- t- depends on who he's going against. But yeah, I mean, I, I think he would be good up the middle for sure. Yeah, not the biggest guy. He's he's a lot smaller than I, I think I thought. I thought. He would be that we were in the locker room, um, New York after the morning skate, and he's like going to put his helmet on like the top shelf. He had to climb up onto the stall. Oh I my mean, god! He could have gotten on his toes, but it's like just seeing him like <laughs> get up onto the stall. I'm like, guy, Granlin's not the biggest guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Are, but are, are the Penguins just trying to recreate like the, that HBK line where they just like throw a Euro on the left, Benino, and then just some kind of North American righty on the right, maybe with that's, Carter? That's, I mean, that's if, they still had, if they still had Kappen in, they could have had an HBK. Yeah, yeah, in like letter only, but like like letters only, but not. Uh, I guess yeah, he's, he's not filled the thrill. I, I don't get as thrilled when I watch Kasperi Kapanen <laughs> on the ice as I did with Big Phil. I don't think anyone's getting thrilled watching Kapanen <laughs> towards the end. But yeah, the the faceoff thing. I mean, yeah, Jeff Carter. Um, like I said, like top ten in the league, and it's specifically you know we've seen him a lot lately where he's the guy they trust in key situations. Um, they will. They started doing this. Um, uh, I mean, a couple of months ago by now, um, the Penguins had like three games go to overtime in a row, um, 
And for most of the season, what the Penguins were doing, you start with Crosby. Crosby starts, he takes the faceoffs. And so they, they lose this game. I want to say it was the one in Carolina. And um, I write in my story, like, because the Penguins had been really bad in overtime in general. And I'm going over, like, reasons in my story. And I was like, you know, it would, it would help if they would win a faceoff. Uh, because they have not been doing that. Crosby was like two and like eight um, in, in three and three face-offs, which is just not good. Like to start got it, got it. Yeah. But Jeff Carter at that point, he had been out there for maybe a, a few and he was like, like five and oh, which I mean, we're talking about very oh. small sample sizes, but Jeff Carter is good at face-offs. Um, mm-hmm. And for the, then, you know, the next couple games, like, so after I write this, um, they make, a switch and now every overtime since then Jeff Carter goes out there Jeff Carter takes the face off but you do not want Jeff Carter out there in three on three because his legs are totally gone um <laughs> he takes the face off goes right to the bench and then Crosby you know shifts to, to the center so and this is all because of you and, and your reporting yes um Mike Sullivan. you could be the next you know what a director of hockey ops could you be called maybe Hockey, de- hockey decision, personnel decision making, basically just a GM. You should General just be the GM. Manager. General manager. Yeah, I would not have signed yeah. Jeff Carter to this extension in the first place. Or at least given him a full no movement clause and front loaded it so you handcuff yourself to him. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but so, but the face off thing, the fact that they do that, I mean, every overtime and, you know, defensive zone face-offs to like maybe late in games if it's close you know they will send Jeff Carter out there and have him get off as soon as he can so yeah. I, that's something that is keeping Jeff Carter in the lineup so if they could have a guy like a grand loan mm. be good enough at face-offs that he yeah. could I don't know if you have any metrics or even just viewings of this but like have the penguins been hindered by all the centers being lefty like in the since you know Benino and Granlin came over, like you know, do they kind of need Carter in the lineup just to take some draws on the right side, or actually Crosby kind of snaps them back on the forehand sometimes? I I don't I don't I don't so I don't know numbers, but the handedness is something that Sullivan has expressed like a preference for too. So that's another mm-hmm. thing that's that's keeping him in. So does he play like the last minute of the game? Like is Jeff Carter out there like yes. trying to preserve a lead? Yes, and that's the thing where it's like this doesn't make any sense. If you're going to like rip Sullivan for anything, it's like, I don't know why Jeff Carter keeps getting sent out there in some of the situations he is. Like I said, face-offs legitimate, but then there's so many like close situations and games where he is out there. Um, I mean, he's big, you know, I, Hey, I'm, I'm from the player perspective. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to rip on any player, especially Jeff Carter, but you know, he's big, he's been there before smart player. You know, maybe it's not going, maybe it's not going in like it used to, but you know, I, I think come playoff time, he'll be legit. He'll be dialed in. He'll be ready to go. Drew O'Connor plays center. That's, that's someone I didn't mention too, but I, I think I left him out because Mike Sullivan, you know, he, he's had to play center a couple of times. Mike mm-hmm. Sullivan has said many times that he prefers Drew at the wing as opposed yeah. to center. Um, you know, he's just such a good four checker. <laughs> so fast gets the puck out like he just has so many positive aspects to his game he could really play anywhere but i guess he's best on the wing yeah i i know you know and there's really not too many options in um the minors as far as call-ups that can play center too um there's jonathan gruden who we saw a little bit who's uh, like a he's like a teddy bluger light 
Um, okay. Obviously, very similar player, but he 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 just missed a ton of time with injury. He only just came back. He didn't get a ton of ice time when he was up. Um, Sam Poulin, one of their best center prospects, but this is a good time to mention this too in the podcast. Talk about this. Poulin, um, he left the team in December. He left Wilkes-Barre for personal reasons. He only just announced that he was coming back like a week ago, and he said it was it was for like mental health. Um, he went home three months away from hockey, took care of himself. Now he's coming back, feeling better. He's 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 great at center. He made his NHL debut um, earlier this season on the Western Canada road trip. That was actually the trip was awful. Poulain was a bright mm-hmm. spot at center. <laughs> But I, I don't. He's. I wouldn't say he's an option this year just because he hasn't played hockey or practice. Yeah. But like. Yeah. True. We're talking next. But once, year. once Benito comes back, I, you know, like you said, if if you got if those are your four centers, like Crosby, Malkin, Granlin, Benino, like come on, now now we're now we're talking even better than Matthews, Tavares, O'Reilly. It's it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. <laughs> Yeah. Um, quick, just look at the playoff picture before we go. Um, so the Penguins, right? They're moving kind of back and forth with the Islanders in, in the last in the, in the two wild card spots in the East. There's like seven different teams, really. You can consider being in the hunt for those spots, but there is a little bit of a drop off. Yeah. Probably going to be Penguins and Islanders as the wild card teams. The way mm-hmm. the wild card works is the worst wild card team plays the. The, the best division, you know, team in the East, regardless of which division. So, you could play a team in the Atlantic if you're the Met- if you're a wild card if you're a Metro wild card team. Um, yep, yep. The, the number one seed in the East is going to be Boston. So basically, if you're in that second wild card spot, you know you're going to play Boston. If you're in the first wild card spot, you maybe you're you're probably either going to play Carolina or, or um, New Jersey. You know, they've been they're like yeah. neck and neck. The Penguins. Right now, first wild card spot. The Rangers are within reach in that number three seed. So things are yeah, changing. But I don't. I don't think they're going to the Rangers. Um, no. So it's looking like the Penguins. Now they are very close to the Islanders. So their their first round, if they if they don't fall out of the playoffs, which could still happen, disaster could strike. But it's looking like they're going to play either the Bruins, the Devils. Um, or the Hurricanes. And I've seen a bunch of fans say, you know, <laughs> honestly, I might take the Bruins in the first round. How crazy is just that thought? I mean, can we first talk about how it's not even just like the Bruins. Okay, whatever. They're a great team. It's uh, fastest team to 100 points. Maybe going to have the all-time best regular season ever, right? right. They're pretty close to breaking the, the Red Wings win record. Or no, and Tampa tied it too. So yeah, yeah. Like, this is one of the best seasons ever. All marks going to win the Vesna, like without a doubt. Yeah. I, th- All it, their lines that that check line is crazy with Zaka, what's his face, and and Pasternak, Krejci. Yeah. Oh my god! Well, and like I think what fans, you know, you remember like Tampa getting swept by uh, Columbus when they had their you know record season, and so I yeah. think you. Know, Fans think like, oh, when when the teams are this, like the President's Trophy winners, like they they're they're normally pretty bad in the playoffs. No, I think you just remember that. Typically, <laughs> the, the teams that are this good in the regular season are actually pretty good in the playoffs too. But you oh, definitely yeah. remember when like Tampa swept in the first round. That doesn't mean that's what happens 
Well, I mean, well, yeah, do you know who was the, the last team to win the President's Trophy and the Stanley Cup? Yeah, so that is something that's pretty rare for them to go all the way. Um, I don't I, I, I don't know off the top of my, top of my head. It, that doesn't happen to Blackhawks. Blackhawks 2013. Yeah, so it's it's pretty rare. I think, you know, you, there's like the percentage of the President's Trophy winners that are actually going to win the Cup. It doesn't. It doesn't happen too often. But we're talking about like the first round. They're gonna yeah, make- yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what are the numbers on the President's Trophy winning team winning the first round? Probably like ninety nine percent. Yeah, and the the ones like that absolutely showed like like the lightning. You're going to remember that. I mean, the the best yeah. regular season Penguins team of all time was ninety three. They mm. they did not win the cup. Um, it, that's yeah. just that's just an, an, an example. Um, they yeah, got yeah there you go. But yeah. and also, I don't I don't like that matchup at all. I don't I don't want no. Sid, you know, talk, talking with Bergy and Marshawn, you know, talking gold medals. I don't want him, you know. I want him focused. I want him to play someone who he doesn't even know. Well, granted, Sidney Crosby probably knows everybody, but you He's know what I mean. Friends of Marshawn, <laughs> they skate together yeah. in the. Yeah, in we the can't have that. I would love to. I see don't want any part of that. I would love to see Marshawn and Jari play each other because you remember what last season? Oh what? yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, that would be kind of cool. Marshawn he flipped, went after Jari, and I remember like I remember like the fan reaction was like, "Oh, Jari must have said something really bad to Marshawn to have him react that way." Marshawn notoriously very level headed, and then it comes out <laughs> in the hearing that all Jari said was, "How about that effing save?" <laughs> very funny. That, that that's all it yeah. took. So I would yeah. love to. See, they haven't played each other a ton since then because what Jari Jari was hurt. We we haven't seen like Jari yeah. Marchand. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe once since then, if at all. I don't know. I Wait, I would I not. Want, I want Jari Bennington. Get that in order. <laughs> I would love to see. Um, I I I. So the Penguins don't play the Blues anymore this season. It's so it's such a shame that Mark Friedman was not called up from Wilkes-Barre for either of those games because I don't know how much you've seen Mark Friedman. He's a little unhinged. He's kind of crazy. I've um, played against him a few times. He, w- he, he was in Waterloo in the USHL when I was in Omaha. So yeah, I played against him a fair amount. Was he like a, player. a guy that was good at getting under guys' skin? Back oh yeah. That, yeah, that was like his MO. Yeah. You know, he thinks he's like, you know, like an offensive defenseman, but his best thing is the pest. Like he'll, he could be a pest for any team. Oh, he, no, he knows. He knows that that's his like number one. That's what he's best at. It, he, he's yeah. just so good at. And when he's been up in the lineup, um, um, we, we see that. I remember what they were in Tampa. Like it, it, he's, he's not a big guy. He's not like a tiny guy, um, but he's going after like the Pat Maroons. It's like, he doesn't yeah. know how well he's strong he's he's a good he's a great skater you know that's yeah. i feel like that's a big part too that people forget like when you're in a hockey fight your edges are so crucial and he's, yeah. a, he's a great skater a good hitter like he's got good balance i think he could he could hold his own yeah and i i just remember i think i tweeted like um you know like when in the the penguins you know a bennington game i was like if mark freeman were up here he would have single-handedly gotten bennington to flip his lid and get tossed in the first period <laughs> yeah Just way out. sooner than, than the minnesota yeah. yeah so i that's too bad hopefully we get a freedman bennington matchup at some point because i would love to see it. just that just would be sick I, like Fried, yeah. he, he's just so good at that Freeman. Yeah. But bottom line, bottom line, Pens, we don't we don't want the Bruins in the first round. Why am I saying we? I, the Pens do not want the Bruins first round, but if Pens Carolina 
I, I kind of like the Penguins or Penn's Devils. I, I think Penguins against anyone in the Metro other than the Rangers. I like their odds. Yeah, I, Penguins, I mean, they haven't been great against either of those teams in the regular season, but everything does change. I honestly, at, at this point, I'd probably say it's a toss-up. Maybe I would take, I would, if, if I'm the Penguins, I'd rather see the Hurricanes just knowing who they're missing. Especially yeah, about- yeah, oh yeah, for sure. And the Devils, not a ton of playoff experience. I, you know, I don't know how much that really factors, mm-hmm. but you know, when it's Sid and Hughes one-on-one in the corner for a puck, I know who I'm betting on. Good point. We've gone really long in this episode. <laughs> this is probably a good time to wrap it up. Thanks again uh, for joining us. I'll be back at uh, MSG Saturday, where if those who haven't heard, you scored a penalty shot goal there one time. Uh, <laughs> so, people don't forget. Uh, People don't forget. Uh, so stay tuned for that coverage over at DK Pittsburgh Sports. We drop new episodes every Saturday. Uh, podcast on Fifth Ave. Danny's going to be back. I don't know if he's going to be back next week, maybe two weeks from now. He's going to be back at some point. We didn't fire him. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> thanks again, Alex, for, for helping out, filling in. And uh, we hope you'll join us next week.